0: Hello, and welcome to the Transporter Room. I'm Carly Chardonnay Webb, and this week we're going to have Lane Ingram on the show, basketball head coach, talking about hoops, trans rights, and his extraordinary story. What a week we've had in sports. The United States might have its first transgender Olympian. We'll have the details. And yes, another state passed one of those ridiculous anti-trans bills. We'll have the details on that too. And what's Charlie Martin doing in British Vogue? And who is that Liberty who became a Lynx and immediately became a star? I'm gonna let you in on that. But first, Control, can you beam up a car? Carly, your car has warp capability. Oh, it has warp capabilities. We can do that. Warp factor, keep it under 55. We'll see you in a minute. Wow, warp drive works in a car. Yes, Carly, it does. Smart Alec computer anyway. I'm Carly Chardonnay-Webb, and this is the Transporter Room, and this week we have a special guest, Outsports Triumph Award winner and Lansing, Michigan Community College Head Women's Basketball Coach, Lane Ingram. We're going to beam him up in just a few minutes, but first, what's going on? What's going on? A lot has been, so here's the news roundup, and we start Monday, Montpelier, France, UCI Urban World Championship. And BMX freestyler Chelsea Wolf of the United States was fifth overall. And that means in the USA team rankings, she sits third, which means she could be selected as the alternate for the US Olympic team heading to Tokyo next month. If she's selected, she will be the first out transgender American athlete to make a US Olympic team. When USA Cycling makes the official announcement, we're going to let you know. Now, Wolf is from Florida, and that's the latest home of, yeah, the trans ban. Governor Ron DeSantis signing a law banning transgender girls and women from interscholastic and intercollegiate athletics into law on the first day of pride. And we know what it was about. But, Governor, I think you need to take a look at what's happening in West Virginia right now because one mom wasn't having it. She's suing. A mom in the state named Heather Jackson has an 11-year-old daughter named Becky who just wants to run cross-country in middle school next year. But since Becky is a transgender girl, she was told, run for the boys team, kid. Well, Mom Jackson, she got real. She's challenging that law with a suit, with the help of the American Civil Liberties Union. You know what that means, West Virginia? you're gonna get chastised. In media news this week, the NCAA's first transgender national champion is now the queen of all media. CeCe Telfer was profiled in the New York Times last week. She's going to be interviewed as part of a pride theme edition of the CBS Sports Network program, We Need to Talk, on Wednesday, June 9th. Now, her main thrust, getting ready for a long shot bid at Tokyo at the U.S. Olympic trial starting June 18th. But she has one thing in her pocket. On May 14th, she became a U.S. citizen. Across the Atlantic, check out who is in British Vogue. Endurance racer Charlie Martin is part of their Force for Change initiative for Pride Month. She had a nice mini profile in the magazine. And I got to say, I am liking that dress, but that price tag, ooh, that's $800 U.S. if we're scoring at home. Martin, even though she's in the U.K., has been outspoken about what's going on lately here in the U.S.
1: This is about kids striving to better themselves, uh, their self-esteem, their vision of what they can achieve in their lives.
0: Sport is a big part of that in people's lives, and and by denying that, it's... Yeah, it plays my mind, frankly. Now, we all know she does her best talking on the track. And in the Brick Car Endurance Series, she's been putting in some serious work alongside teammate Jack Fabi in that peak performance, Praga opened the season at Silverstone with a win and a second place. And then a few weeks later, they got a podium finished at Snedderton and they got caught on the wrong end of a pit row accident. Still, they're fourth in the standings on 84 points as the series moves to Oulton Park this weekend. And along the way, she got another podium in between the starts with Praga. She was part of the team driver's effort alongside Dutch endurance driver Sandra Vandersloot. And they raced in a race in Germany a few weeks ago in a BMW GT4 M4, and they podiumed in that too. Now, Charlie also has a little contest that you can get into. Um, there's a print of Charlie racing that Praga that's done by Cami Sturch. Now, Cami Sturch is trans woman in the UK who's an accomplished sim racer. And she's quite a digital motorsports artist as well. I can prove how good she is because some of her artwork is on my wall right now. If you want to know more how you can get in on this contest to get this really beautiful print, we're going to have that information for you at our Twitter page. And finally, our Player of the Week. And LaShia Clarendon has had quite a week. Signed by the Minnesota Lynx on May 30th. First game, same day. They signed, she saw, and he rocked the house, starting at the end of regulation against the Connecticut Sun. Collier gets
1: it into Clarendon right before the horn. Did she get it before the buzzer?
0: Nope. Didn't count. They reviewed it. And it turned out they were a little late on the draw. But it ain't nothing but the chicken weighing on the string for this kid. Clarendon had some clutch buckets and overtime. 12.5 boards the win over Connecticut, and he won the heart of a team and a fan base on the comeback trail. I'm still just like trying to catch my breath like, what just happened? I got cut a week ago. I flew home. I got on a plane. I'm playing with the Minnesota Leagues. But that's the WBA. You just have to stay ready and prepared. So. I'm oh going to go take a deep breath. Oh, she wasn't done. Clarendon's averaged 27 minutes and 11 points per game. And partly due to his efforts, the Lynx have gone 3-1 in that stretch. Yep, you're hearing that noise. You know what that means. We've got to get a word in from our sponsors. But when we come back, Link Ingram beans up. I'm Carly Chardonnay Webb. This is the Transporter Room. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Transporter Room. I'm Carly Chardonnay Webb, and our guest this week, this is an honor. 2021 OutSports Coaching Triumph Award winner Lane Ingram is here with us. Now, Lane is the head women's basketball coach at Lansing, Michigan Community College, and that job in a sense was a passing of the torch. His father, Mike Ingram, was a basketball coach there, for three decades now Ingram comes from a basketball pedigree all-state in high school standout player at the University of Michigan and in 2002 was a third round selection for the WNBA now after taking the head coaching job at LCC Ingram began his transition into becoming the proud man he always knew he was and now he's using his coach's whistle as a platform for transgender people in these hard times. Beaming in from Lansing, Michigan, the bad man from Michigan himself, Lansing Community College head women's basketball coach, Lane Ingram, energize. Beaming in from Lansing, Michigan, the coach, Lane Ingram, and our triumph award winner for 2021 as a coach. Welcome, to the transporter room i must say honored to have you here
1: Man, thank you for asking me i'm i'm really happy to be here and uh that out sports award was really really a a surprise and an honor and uh i just want to want to keep things moving forward it's pride month i'm feeling prideful and i'm happy to be here
0: well we're gonna get into all the pride stuff a lot of things but first i want to talk about some hoop we got we got we got to get a little basketball into this First NBA playoffs. What are you seeing? What are you? How's this thing going to play out? How do you see it going?
1: You know, to be honest, right? So now that LeBron and them are out, I'm kind of like, what? Like, I mean, that was kind of devastating. Like, what to me? I really thought that they were going to go do it. Now I'm into Brooklyn. I don't really have an NBA team. I haven't had an NBA team since Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I just haven't. Um, that's how I grew up. He was my guy. So I watch it until I don't watch it until it gets to the playoffs. This is when I think it gets fun and interesting. Um, so where I'm at right now is knowing that people are throwing bottles at people, and the Lakers are out. That's where I'm at right now.
0: Now I'm finding this interesting. you're you down with Jordan. Yeah, but you're in Michigan. Wait a minute, come on now.
1: What you want me to like the Pistons too? Come on now,
0: come on! You gotta be
1: for real. I love okay. the
0: bad boys. I'll admit it. For, I'm. I was. I was Rodman forever.
1: I was Mars
0: forever. I was Vinnie Johnson forever. Hey,
1: the Pistons were my nemesis. But see, as a basketball playing kid, I mean, I, I loved Michael Jordan. I mean, his work ethic, his the time he put in. I mean, I was a psychotic basketball player as a kid. I mean, I that's all I wanted to do was be in the gym in the college, and so. He was my guy, and I did not like the Pistons. I like the Bulls, and uh, you know, I maybe I've been to maybe two Pistons games in my life. Is that not ridiculous?
0: Two Pi- Okay, I well, I could see you not going necessarily going to the Pistons now. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe at least stepping in there when Chauncey Billups was there. I mean, stepping uh, yeah. into the power. I mean, that was back when they when they were well. In the power.
1: Hold on now i did take a eight-year hiatus to los angeles though so between 2003 and 2010 i was living the high life in la i had different teams okay
0: all right fair uh, fair enough but now in the wnba Mm -hmm. what are you seeing right what are you seeing right now
1: so here's what i'm gonna say about the wnba i i'm gonna ride with the sparks always and i know that you know they're not doing their thing but it's because during my stint in la i i worked for the sparks for three seasons and i made great friends and great relationships and i loved it um after i got over the fact that i didn't uh make it after i got drafted i still loved it um but so you know the sparks my team i really like the connecticut sun though i really like connecticut sun i don't understand why the aces jumped them i don't understand that but um you know i like watching it when it comes on. i make my kids sit down and watch it because i think it's important you know
0: well i'll tell you what the sun are my local team i live an hour away from where they play in connecticut they're and vegan. yeah down, down at the down at the casino and <laughs> no the sun are actually looking they're still looking pretty strong this year yeah. i can see them coming i can see them coming through in the east i could see that i could see that one person i do i was talking about them before we before we beamed you in here was um, Lachia Clarendon, and just the week that he's been having just walked in. They signed a contract with the Lynx, and the next thing you know, the Lynx were on a winning streak that just got snapped yeah. Tuesday night. So I, I got I have to say, I mean, that is a story I'm going to continue to look at. But and in addition to the whole league and also all the different storylines, and, of course, the Olympics coming up and see if the ladies can do it one more time and get another gold Especially with Sue Bird heading out, heading out of the league most likely after this year. So right. this is right. going to be a wild year. But another thing that's been a wild year about has been all this. Um, there's something in your blog where you talk about cringy hot mess. and we are going to get no no we're going to get into we're going we're going to step into that a little bit we're going to step in oh no you don't understand we do our research here at the trans
1: oh i guess so
0: we do uh, no we're going to step into that but the cringy hot mess i'm talking about is all these anti-trans bills across this country i got this quote here from your twitter i am hot get ready to know me hashtag not in my state hashtag protect trans kids what's your thoughts on what you've been seeing really since idaho more than a year ago in regard to all these attacks
1: you know to be honest and this is naive of me right so idaho happened and i just kept thinking to myself like not here i'm not going to worry about it because i was thinking about our leadership you know we've got a great governor we've got a great lieutenant governor great attorney general right our second i mean great people at the very top and i just kind of naively was like not here um and when I found out about our bill, you know, which is, which is absurd, I mean, it's absurd. It's like, you know, what's the point of it? One, I was hot. I mean, I was hot pissed and um, angry for the trans kids in my state, angry for their parents, angry for our community, angry that we would be one of the states in the country that would say to some kids you're you don't belong here as who you are i mean i hate that i'm angry about it um and so you know the fact that you know when you ask me if anybody asks me to do anything i'm going to say yes i want to say loud and clearly as many places as i can that these bills are based on fear ignorance hate and transphobia end of story bottom line
0: one thing is as a trans man hmm how do you answer to those who don't even talk, who don't even bring trans men into the equation when you're talking about these bills? Because a lot of people just don't.
1: I mean, I just think it's it's another, it's unfortunate on both sides of it, right? Like it's it's awful for the trans women who have this spotlight on them, right? That's awful. And then for the trans young men and men, it's awful too because you're saying what? You just think we can't compete? Like I think about myself even as a kid, right? Like obviously, I grew up as a little girl and I used to give the boys the business. Like, understand me, <laughs> listen to me, hear me. When I was a kid to college, it doesn't matter who it was because I was a basketball player. And that's what people need to understand. You're an athlete, you're an athlete. The two top organizations in the in the world know how to do it. It's called science, right? It's called science. Any, I think. You know, I wish I wish I had known sooner. You know, I don't know how it would have gone. I don't know if my parents would have been supportive. <laughs> I don't know if I would have got the gender affirming care and support. But if I had, right, and I had the same love and passion that I had for basketball, I would have worked my butt off. I would have worked my butt off and seen what I could do. And I'm a little short, but so was Spud Webb. So is, I mean, so is Chauncey, but I mean, so is Allen Iverson. I and mean, I'm just saying, like, it's, a, it's about, you got to be special. It is what it is.
0: I want you to answer this thing because I, I get this a lot across Twitter, across all these panel discussions. You know, Fox News. I'm okay if trans men get an opportunity to play because you won't be competitive anyway. So no harm, no foul.
1: I mean, I, it's not. It's on. Uh, I have a couple things to say. To that one, it's not true. Two. The fact that it's not even been an issue is like, why are we talking? Like who, what is the problem is, is, is my, is my answer to it. What's the problem? Like who, who's coming for you? You know? I mean, I guess, like I said, if I had known, I guess I would have came for somebody's spot cause I can shoot and I can play and I'm a competitor and that's, that's what athletes are. This is the transporter room where this is about we're, we're athletes, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're an athlete, you know, You put the time in, right? You do the work, right? It pays off. That's how it works. For example, like look at me right now. When I walk around, nobody knows that I'm trans, you know? And on one hand, that's the goal that you're trying to get to. But on the other hand, right? Like I can't hide that. I'm not trying to hide that. I want, I want to be, I want everybody to know I'm out and proud, you know? So it's, I think we just keep repeating this cycle.
0: And In your mind, what is this issue really about for the people that are pushing it? Yeah, yeah.
1: I just, you know, I was just talking about this with a friend and I just am like sometimes I can't really wrap my head around. Around it, except to say that it is ignorance and fear and hate. Um, And I think, you know. Shows like Disclosure, right? And Pose, and shows like the podcast, and like, you know, having advocates like Chris Mosier and having Kai Shepley have that much attention, you know, it helps to show people, you know, like what what trans people are actually like, you know? Um, But I can't wrap my head around it when it, what I do in my own home and my life has no effect on what you do. I don't care what you do at your house, you care what I do at my house. You know what i mean
0: i know exactly what you mean but one thing you just talked about was just how much you want to how much you want to ball you said quote i played basketball taught me many things how to work hard to be tough to have a passion for something how to be a teammate a leader a role model confidence but there's this sentence it also masked what else was going on mm-hmm. how did basketball play? into that because that's something i can relate to because that was me too at a young age Mm
1: -hmm. i mean i think just the way that i grew up you know i mean i grew up in the church and homosexuality because you know if you i'm sure a lot of people grew up in the church but like in the black church like that's what it was called it's a sin um Mm -hmm. you know the idea of transgender people was not in the realm of my environment and if they ever were brought up they were called transsexuals and it was negative and it was derogatory I mean it just was not a thing and you know I also feel like growing up like we didn't talk about things like you didn't talk about your feelings you didn't explore things I mean That wasn't a thing that we did like kids these days to me, you know, I think there's a fine line, right? Like you need to chill with your feelings, but also like, sure. Tell me how you feel. But anyway, we didn't do that. And, you know, even when, I mean, look, when I look back, I definitely was, a. I mean, I I'm definitely a trans kid when I look back and see all the things, I mean, it just is unreal. And so, I didn't date in high school. I didn't date in middle school. I didn't have boyfriends. I didn't date in college really, right? I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't party. I played basketball. That's what I did. I played basketball and I was good at it. That was the thing that I could do. That was, that was the thing that I had control over, you know? And it did teach me how to be confident in how to work hard and how to want something, how to work for something. And those are intangible things that I would not have, that I was not going to learn anywhere else, you know? And if I hadn't had basketball, like I wouldn't have this self-esteem. I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you. all and be able to talk in front of people, right? I maybe would not be as outgoing to share my story. And to try to take that away from a really small population of kids will do so much more harm than good. So that's what i mean when i say basketball saved my life because i didn't have an outlet for the feelings i was feeling inside i can really relate to that at two levels one
0: just that idea of having the having this thing that makes me that can make me forget about all those feelings all those feelings because i was the same way as a, i was the same way as a teenager if i could make this team if I could win at this debate tournament, if I could get into this highly competitive educational environment, I can forget about all the noise that's up here. I can forget about all that. If my career gets right, I can forget about all the noise. Cause you transit, you start your transition at 36. I started mine at 46.
1: Wow. So
0: I can, I can definitely relate wow. When you took this coaching job, it was a passing of the torch for you. Your father had this job for 27 years. He was coaching. What was the early process? What was that process like to get parents and family in step and in turn get the coaching step, get the, yeah, now you're taking the whistle and you're getting this team <laughs> and you're starting transition. How'd you get the club and step? And also how did you get you in step? How did you make all that work?
1: Right. Well, the really cool. So here's the cool thing about, about it is my dad has been the coach at LCC. Yeah. 30 something years, right? And he coaches the men. And so the women's coach had, was also a longtime coach. He had been there like 25 years and he left. Okay, so and,
0: dad, make sure I got it right. Dad was not coaching the men, who was coaching the men's team.
1: Yep, he, was coaching, was, team. Okay, he was coaching the men's
0: team. Okay, he's coaching the men's team, but you took the place of a longtime m- women's coach.
1: Yep. yep, and so it was cool though, because my dad had been there and it was like, you know, gonna be, at the time it was like, wow, Elaine Ingram is coming back and is going to coach at LCC. And uh, I got the job in, you know, <laughs> like April of 2017. And in February of 2017, I had had my first shot of testosterone. I mean, I like that past November, i you know, I'd come out as trans to like my wife. Right. I had found a therapist. I was doing the thing and I finally found a doctor. And so I got this job, you know, and I'm on my second month of testosterone. And I was like, you know, I, the, the local paper did an article and I was like, Oh God, I have to, I have to tell, I'm going to tell like my parents at least. So soon after that came out, I told my parents, um, and that was good. And so I kind of had uh, the summer, you know, to kind of, you know, get my team in. And one day I just brought them out in the hallway and I said, like, I got to tell you guys something. Um, and I told him and and it was it was interesting. Um, but I was getting ready to have top surgery and I went know, I was getting impatient. And I and once you know, you know, and you want people to know. So.
0: I've said that a lot of times. Once you when you know, you know. Cause yep. I was right there. It's like when you know, you know. Now, one thing about you as well is Lansing is home for you. Mm-hmm. Lansing is home. You not only are you coaching at LC at Lansing Community College, you were a standout at Waverly High. <laughs> you were a you were area player of the year twice you led your team deep in, led your teams deep into the postseason you ended up going down the road to ann arbor and i'm asking because i struggle with this a lot you when you've accomplished and then you take this new fork in the road because you need to take it
1: i can't believe you're going to ask this
0: <laughs> what how do you in a sense, how do you reconcile all that? Do mm. you reconcile all that? What do you keep what do you compartmentalize? How do you deal?
1: Wow. Cuz I struggle you know, with that. It I takes it takes another it, yeah, only another trans person can know to ask you that question. Because I don't I don't know how if people really understand what it's like, you know? I mean, it's so funny that you said that. So get this. Last night I was on my computer and you know, I was doing some stuff and I found uh our NCAA tournament game from 2001. This is an important game because, like, I had 27 points in the second half. It was on national TV. We that won. was the was Virginia
0: cool. game. How,
1: yes. How do you know? Okay. That you can the do Virginia your game. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I've, I've been watching women's basketball a long time. Got
1: it. <laughs> so, so I, I, I'm looking for these video files. I'm working on this project and I see it. So I click it and I put it on my screen over here to kind of watch in the background. And to be perfectly honest, right. I remember that moment because it was one of the greatest moments of my life. My family was in the crowd. Like my team, you know, we played great. I had a great second half. I remember that, but when I'm watching it, right. Like I know it's me, it's me. Right. But it's almost like a before that's my, that's my before life, you know? Um, And I'm going to tell you two ways that I look at it. Right. So as I'm watching that game, what I'm looking at is the people that I played with and remembering how I felt at the time. Right. Like I got really emotional. Like my brother was in the crowd and that was an important time in my life. And I loved doing that. Right. But that's not me. And I, and I distinctly remember looking like, yeah, that's you, but that's the you you had to be right to get done what you were trying to get done, which was to go to school for free, to play basketball, for your dream, try to make it to WNBA. Right. Like that was the dream. That's what I was doing. Um, The other way I look at it as, you know, and I'm being honest with you since you asked me this, there's a there's a block of time in my life that probably is in a box way back there. You know, like, you know, I probably if I if I was to be honest, I probably stopped when I graduate from college and I just kind of grew up to be who I am right now. Like, this is how I would have imagined I grew up to be if it had worked out right
0: one thing you said you're working on a project and that's why you're digging you're digging into all these crates Mm -hmm. and pulling out all this all these memories what's the project you're working on
1: well you know i i just think 2021 is going to be a big year for our community i do i think we we have stories to share we have stories to share and and information that needs to get out about us and so you know, one of my dreams is to one, write a book, and two, um, figure out a way to tell my story. And I think there's a lot wrapped up in that, right? Like there's the blackness of it all, there's the churchness of it all, there's the gayness of it all, there's the transness of it all, you know? Um, and so that's kind of what I'm working on. That's all you get.
0: Well, I can tell you this: I'm working on a very similar project i'm working on I'm working on a similar project because this year i've a few we a couple weeks ago, I marked 50 years on this planet. Wow and for, and much like the thing you've done, I've also had to look at, okay. Do I compartmentalize this in this box? Do I look back? Do I, do I, do I just forget about this? Because I've talked to especially, I've talked to a, quite a few people who have said, no, I don't want, like for example, I talked to Steven Alexander earlier this year and Steven Alexander coach in Rhode Island had a, had a profile done on him on Outsports, caught up with him, see how he is doing. And much like you, that local legend but a local legend who has a dead name on a banner in a high school gym somewhere and they will not walk and they don't and it and it's cringy for them to walk in so i mean that like that, that is a tough that's a tough thing i mean and i'll tell you thank you for that answer because it's given me a lot of insight into my own process and that's one thing could could you walk into waverly high school even now
1: yeah and, and be know, cool you know what i'd say is um what I feel like a lot here is it's, it's the novelty of it all, right? Now, let me be clear. Like, uh, Waverly is a good community. I mean, I, I was a star, though. I mean, I feel like I can walk in anywhere. That's my school, you know? Like, that's my school. My jersey is retired there. I left there. As a, I mean, that's my school. Um, and so, again, basketball taught me that confidence, though. You know, I mean, that is what it is. So, yes. But I think it's about novelty, right? So, like, let's take even, like, you know, these neighboring schools or just Lansing in general. Like people that see me that recognize me, or if I have to say or whatever, right? Like it's a nice, you know, how are you? Oh, ooh, you're right. Um, but see, when things get real, right? We've got these anti trans legislations going on, and at the end, and at some point, the rubber's going to meet the road because I'm going to be on this side and I'm going to be loud and proud about it, right? And you know, the people that are, you know, smiling and good with. You know, oh, you know, Lane is trans. That's cool. We're fine with it. But, like, are you fine with it or you want to do the right thing? You know? So I think we're in the novelty right now where things are okay. But, you know, the more you speak up, the more you speak out, there's crazy people everywhere.
0: No, that's something you actually talked about in your blog. Where you talk about those people that'll be cool that say, oh, it's fine as long as I get the pronouns right and the names right when I'm in front of you. But when I dead name, when you're not here, I'm going dead name you. And you say, and you say clearly, that's not fine.
1: That is not cool. Well, and people should know that we know that you do that. Like, it's obvious. I mean, like, if you did it all the time, you wouldn't stumble because it's been four and a half years. But if no. you use the wrong pronouns at your house, when you see me, you're going to mess up.
0: Well, something I say a lot. If you, if you can dead name people in private, chances are pretty good. It's going to slip out in public. Yeah. What you do in the dark, come out in the light. We know this. Now, in, in, your, own, in your own view, we're going to go here. What's your cringy hot mess? If you share your cringy hot mess, I will share my cringy hot mess
1: i mean i you know what the one i wrote about here's the thing that makes me cringe seriously this does and i know it's silly but like transitioning is so absurd sometimes like it is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me it is you know we said this earlier when you know you know like when i When the words formed, I'm trans, like in my head, like it was like being punched in the chest, like down to my soul, Mm -hmm. like like a, a graphic of all the things making sense coming together. Right. And you can't help yourself, but be like excited and go. And I just really thought I was doing some stuff. My cringiest moment is probably a year and a half into my transition. And I was really doing the most with my hair. And just thinking that I really had it going on. And what you don't realize on T is that first, and this happened to me anyway, is first you get a little swole. And then after you get swole, you. And so during my swole phase is cringe for me, but you don't know it at the time. At the time, I thought I was looking good. But looking back at pictures, it's like, dude, stop. (laughs) Stop, (laughs) sir. (laughs) right now
0: (laughs) that's facts that's facts i'll say i had the very similar cringe because at the beginning before at the beginning before i realized that you know what you just gotta you have to actually there's certain commitments you have to make and growing your hair out is one of them if you choose to if you real if you're getting serious you grow your hair out because there's nothing worse than There's nothing worse than being in a moment when you're playing a game and your wig comes out. (laughs) That, I mean, that is the. I mean, that is, uh, and and you're thinking, "Oh my god!" Then it hits you.
1: Hey, my little sister, though, in her, in your defense, though, my little sister has had her phony pony fall out in a basketball game, and her weave. So.
0: No, but but really no. Actually, the real cringe is thinking back to how in one way how long I waited cuz I remember remember when I really started thinking okay, I got to start in I have to start investigating this whole gender idea here. And I would call the the first support group I belonged to. I called them five times before I finally was had the nerve to say when is the I kept calling saying when's the meeting? When's the meeting this week? Cuz you know some of those things you have yep. discretion is key and mm-hmm. finally it took the person and i'm gonna i'm gonna call her out here deja greenlaw you've been called out in the transporter room she finally just said will you just come to the meeting okay you've been, deja you've been picking at this and picking at this will you just come to the meeting that i look back on that as like what was i waiting for and Man, at another hard. level, what am i what i mean but that but also for you at, at what point for you i mean especially looking back did you realize that yes this is the choice i had to make
1: well so here it's more like uh things just still weren't right i mean you know how you talk about having success and having like a great life i mean from the outside looking in like even my i mean i had a great childhood didn't want for anything it didn't feel like i mean i had great high school great college I mean good jobs right I was in a 10-year relationship with the not with the same person I'm with somebody else before who I don't like at all and probably would leave on the side of the road but anyway I was in a 10-year relationship and everything was fine but like something was still missing right like I wasn't okay I just you know like there's that general you're not okay but like you're fine and I wrote about this right like you can be you can be fine and get along, right? You can be okay. And it just got to be unbearable. And that's what happens, I think, with you know, people who are struggling to come out or struggling with their identity or who are trans or who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, right? Like it gets to be unbearable until you figure it out. You have
0: a podcast as well. I do. What got you what got you started on? The Reconstructed Man podcast. What got that going? what What was the what was the thrust to get that moving?
1: So, interestingly enough, uh, I did a panel for Trans Awareness Week, and I have a really good friend. His name is Daniel, and he's um, he's a trans guy who I used to work with, and he actually was like the first trans person that I met, um, and really helped me a lot. I mean, he still helps me to this day, you know, just in being okay with with being me and what it's going to feel like, you know, and understanding that you need a support group. And so he came on and did this panel with me. And when we got off, we were like, hey, we kind of got a little bit of chemistry. You know, I like talking to you. And we just kind of started talking about it. And so last November, We said, let's give it a try. And we did. We did season one of The Reconstructed Man. And it's, you know, to kind of really explore the transgender experience and share stories um, and amplify people's voices. Um, And I loved it. I thought it was really great. And so season two actually starts June 16th. um, And I've got some really awesome guests uh, for this for this season. It's going to be just me. So like every other episode, there'll be a guest and then. I'll do an episode along with topics and stuff like that.
0: I checked out some of the podcasts. And what do you, what do you think people misunderstand about transgender men?
1: Uh, hmm. I mean, I think people in general don't get it. You know, I mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> and I think they think it's okay to just ask stuff to you which is like, I don't just ask you stuff, but thankfully for me, right. I've had a good, Oh, I got a kitty cat too. Yay. Yeah,
0: I know kitten kittens. <laughs> this is right. my support animal in many ways, but what is it? So, so a lot is it's just the questions people ask.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I lucked out, you know, and I'm not saying this in a way, but like, I am really happy with the way that I look. You know, and even if I think I'd be happy with how I look no matter what. Right. But like it's gone pretty well. And my friends are like, you know, you're you look like you, but just like different or like, you know, they tell me that I'm handsome. Also. So stuff. feel like it's a little bit different. I think for men, it's just a little bit it's a little bit different. You know, it's just like. For me. I'll give you a good example. So I had this friend, she's a, a woman, like a cis female. And before I came out to her as trans, I said, if you were going to get together with your girlfriend to go on a shopping trip, like, would you call me? And she was like, no. And I was like, thank you. Right. Cause that's not ever what I was giving off anyway. Right. Like I was one of her guy friends before, even though I wasn't. And so I just kind of assumed, you know, I just kind of moved into that role. You Know it just kind of worked. I don't know. I think, I think, uh, people think that trans guys are hot, obviously.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, the trans guys are hot, just ask them. Hey. The every trans masculine friend I have, they're like, okay, then they're like, I'm the deal.
1: you hey. know like the, the thing the, is,
0: some thing of y'all get kind though. of like Alexandra O'Neill, all true man. You know I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, I went. What there. you don't understand? What what it you you don't understand what happens though when you see it and you got the pow pow your facial hair mm-hmm. and you and you get the box face and then your shoulders do the thing you would be like you can't when you get your top surgery you would be like you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> but that I mean is, it's a dream. No,
0: but no, but those are facts right there. Those are serious facts because every everybody I know who's gotten top surgery was. Actually, I want to I want to get want to get an answer on this one, because recently somebody in the sports world had that top had that top surgery. Shea Clarendon, who we we're just talking about, who hit that buzzer beater against the Sun that they recall that they called back last week, right? Had that top surgery. As someone who's also been there, what do you think that's going to mean for sports? Like you said, this is going to be a pivotal year for the Peoples. What do you, I mean, look at somebody who may be coming from a different direction but understands what that means. What do you think that's going to mean at one level for the WNBA in terms of what? just basketball? What are but their problems?
1: I want to make sure I say it right.
0: Actually, actually, they use all three, they interchange okay. and, and they prefer interchange.
1: Okay. So he, here's they. good, good for them. So, and like, that's not that hard. Might I just say people, it's not that hard. Like whatever, no, whatever not. they want to be called anyway. Okay. So funny story. So I was going to get my top surgery and my mom says she's like all up, like worry comes over, like kind of in tears in her eyes. She's like, what if you regret it? What if you regret it? And I looked at her in her eyes. I looked at her in her eyes with like, I've, I've never looked someone in their eyes the way that I looked my mom in her eyes when I said, I will never regret this. And that has been, the, uh, yeah, the single greatest thing I could have done because the weight of those, the barrier of those between me and myself physically and emotionally and mentally was a lot and so for uh so for them i like euphoria is i'm is what i'm sure it's going to be and i hope that whoever else in the league wants to go that route because it's a source of like dysphoria or it's a source of like emotional strife or it doesn't fit right like it it feels great when they're gone like seriously, I went to Florida this year and I was out on the beach. <laughs> Let me tell you. So another thing before we started before we start this interview, you said
0: you like get your video game on, yeah. and you get and you get pretty serious about it. So what are you grooving to right now? What is your video game jam at the moment?
1: Yeah, so I'm a big time Call of Duty player, big time, uh, and. I play online, multiplayer right now. Uh, and I also play Madden. I'm in Madden 21 right now. I'm not going to lie. Madden 21 is hard and I'm terrible at it. And I don't appreciate that. Right. Because, you know, I'm not as bad as Madden 21 is making it out to be. So i gonna put that out there.
0: Oh, well, now, now here's the question. Which console?
1: Which machine? PS4. PS4 oh, baby. All right,
0: PS4 now yes for
1: pro excuse me because you know you gotta have the graphics oh
0: card. oh my you bad. gotta get big oh you gotta get all big you got to big pimp that <laughs> huh so when you gonna get the five
1: hey listen i just turned 40. okay i got other priorities now i'm just kidding when my wife gets it for me i better get it for father's day now quick thing
0: about one of those priorities because um you got a graduation coming up
1: right Big time, yeah. My uh, I got my daughters graduating this weekend from high school, we're so very proud. Um, so we got lots of family descending up on town. Seriously, I'm like Bob the Builder right now, okay? I'm like doing yard work, I am building walls, I am cleaning garages and moving stuff, I'm trimming hedges. There's a lot going on right now.
0: So, now, one thing the thing you were just talking about that sense of relief now does Does being a dad kind of play into that as well?
1: yeah, I mean I think uh when I think about my kids, you know they just have they just have done great they just have done great um we were very honest with them and let them ask questions, but they've just been great, they get it, you know, and whoa um and they they haven't really received, they haven't had any bad backlash, you know, and I've been able to actually be me, which is great, right? Like strong, like what's, how do I want, how, you know, how do, how would I treat my daughters as a dad, you know? And and I think I'm doing a pretty good job at it.
0: You see a big year coming, even with, even with all with this tsunami that's been around the community. The isolation and the difficulties of COVID last year, and I can tell you, as a as an operator for Trans Lifeline, I've seen, I've heard, and felt a lot of that, and it and it hits you here. Mm-hmm. It does. Plus, the the uncertainties with all the anti-trans bills, uncertainties with the Equality Act. Why, why are you bullish on this community in this year ahead?
1: You know, I just. I feel like um, there's so much happening, right? Like, yeah, the anti-trans legislation is happening. And there's, you know, the racial discourse across the country, right? Like we're dealing with the far right crazies. Yes, we are. But collectively as a group, at least from what I'm seeing, there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of people with projects and thoughts and trying to raise awareness and trying to say no we're here we're not going anywhere and that's giving me hope and i'm going to do my part right like my part is to come on this show my part is to make sure that i continue to do things on social media that i'm going to talk to a government agency later this month like and share my story like that's that's the things that we can do and i'm going to keep doing that until our voices get amplified until people understand Right. Like we are just people who have been here for hundreds and hundreds of years. We are not going anywhere. You will not take our rights because we won't stand for it. And I think that's the difference with where we're at right now. Like we, you know, I mean, we're not and we do have politicians that that will say these things. Right. We just need them to, we need them to do the work.
0: And I know one thing you're going to be out here doing that work. Coach Lane Ingram. Thank you for being in the transporter room. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you and for just, having me.
0: And, th- and most importantly, thank you for your example. Because not only was this interview one that I really enjoyed, I learned a lot from it. And I'm going to take a lot from it. So thank you.
1: I appreciate you and all you're doing. Hit me up anytime.
0: we Will do. We're going to have you back. 'Cause I'm I'm gonna work on my Call of Duty game. We're gonna do this. <laughs> hey, we're gonna do eight, this. I'm, I'm gonna i work on
1: 40, forty. Hit me anytime. Let's okay, go. Okay. We'll do okay. Okay. I'm gonna okay. We're gonna
0: have Northwestern against Michigan. We're gonna have this out. Oh my god. I'm gonna show you. Nobody's show nobody's
1: you. worried about the Wildcats. I'm gonna you show are?
0: you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all was y'all was worried about us last, Hey, all I'm saying is y'all was worried about us last year. Football and basketball. Y'all was a little bit y'all's a little worried. <laughs> y'all and you better worry about this year too yeah i said it yeah you heard me hardball wow. you heard me jalen all right
1: you I heard me you. i i'll see you okay Whoop. We'll, i'm gonna mark the date we'll see
0: oh 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 you mark it mark <laughs> it because we're gonna be there coaching it was great having you tonight and it was great having all of you because after all we do the show not for ourselves we do it for you so if there's something you want to see Someone you want to see or something you want to say about the transporter room? Do it on our Twitter. Do it on our Instagram. Come to our Facebook page. Let us know because we do the show for you. I'm Carly Chardonnay Webb. That's the transporter room for this week. Live long and prosper. Steady as she goes. I'll see you next week. Oh,